This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to the We Be Our Podcast, Women Empowering Baton Rouge. This podcast is an initiative of Mayor Sharon Westenbroom's Women's Advancement Commission. Welcome, this is Mayor Sharon Weston-Broom, and you are listening to the We BR Podcast, an initiative of my Women's Advancement Commission. Our show will air the first and third Wednesday of each month. We invite you to listen and subscribe to our podcast by visiting www.podcast225.com or by listening through the Apple Podcast app. Today, I am joined by my co-host, Summer Stive, a Women's Advancement Commission member and director of the LSU Women's Center. Good morning, Mayor, and good morning to our guest, Ms. Valerie Jackson-Jones, who is also a member of the Women's Advancement Commission. Before we get started today, I want to tell you a little bit about Valerie and everything, or a snippet of what she's accomplished in her life. Valerie is a national consultant and an eighth-generation resident of Louisiana. She provides technical assistance, promotional information, and training in the areas of cultural diversity, coalition building, grant writing, nonprofit board management. Valerie has served on numerous boards, commissions, and transition teams. She is the past executive director of the Louisiana Primary Care Association and the Community Association for the Welfare of School Children. In addition, she served as a project director for the Louisiana Electronics Benefits Transfer System, where she planned and directed trainings to ensure the successful function of the Louisiana Purchase Benefit Card, thus ensuring that over a quarter million Louisiana residents receive their food stamps and AFDC benefits. In recognition of her numerous accomplishments, Valerie received the 2012 Bertoba University Distinguished Alumni Award for Community Service. So Valerie, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much for inviting me. Well, I am so glad to have Valerie on here. We we have a, a common denominator and that we both went to uh, undergrad in the same area of uh, the country at she went to Viterbo University, and I went to the University of Wisconsin La Crosse, and they are both in the uh, same area. And congratulations on that uh, 2002 Distinguished Alumni Award. Um, tell me about your journey and how you came to do the work that you're doing here in Baton Rouge. Well, my journey to Baton Rouge is a result of a marriage. However, my ancestors were. were early ones in the 1700s were actually born in Baton Rouge. And the work that I do is a result of my upbringing and my uh, demands of my family that we uh, exceed. There were a lot of expectations, even down to my name, mm-hmm. Valerie meaning strength and, and, and uh, courage, Irene meaning peace. So I like that. when you uh, uh, get out there, like... An example of women not being paid the same as men. Someone like me, who has also seven brothers, would get out there and say, give me the raise and I'll take it. And if you don't give it to me, I'm going to do something to get it. And after I get it, then I'll become peaceful. So I use the strength and then I get peaceful after I get what I want. (laughs) That's a good way to do it. That's a, that's a good way to do it. That's a good way to do it. So you are eighth generation resident of uh, Louisiana. That's great. And so 
as uh, Summer shared in her introduction, you have uh, done a variety of uh, things in your life, uh, from the nonprofit sector to the profit sector. And, and I didn't want to leave off that you're very active in the American Association of University Women as That's well. That's great. Right? Yes. So tell all of these different uh, spaces that you've been able to touch and enter, what is the greatest lesson that you've learned? My greatest lesson uh, would be to learn to collaborate. I would say I also uh, would tell people to read, to travel, to explore the world, to look at other societies and the differences within those societies, how they do things, and don't ignore uh, people because if you do, it would be at your own peril. So, those are, those are some good tips, great life lessons that we can all adhere to. And what are you most proud of? That's a tough question when you look back at your life because you, you'd like to think that you do a lot of things that you are proud of. But as you flip through those pages in your mind, what are you most proud of? Well, I have a lot of a, a lot of things because I was required to do a lot of things when I was younger. I learned to fly an airplane. Wow! And uh, do you uh, still do that today? It's cheaper now to just take a flight. Commission <laughs> <laughs> flying lesson. <laughs> that's right. Yes, yes. My my father got his license when he was sixteen, so we were required to get out there. Great. So uh, I was glad I didn't kill myself. <laughs> I am too. I'm really really, yes. really proud. Right. Really proud of that um i um my ability to adjust to different situations i would say um being a problem solver because i get hit with a, a lot of problems from different people because i know a lot of people because of my you know jobs that i've had over time and uh different organizations i belong to so i still get calls from from folks and uh I, so my ability to solve problems or do strategic thinkings to give them maybe more than one way of doing something um of course i'm pro proud of the award that uh, i received from vertebral university in lacrosse wisconsin of my undergrad school as the outstanding alumni in 2002 uh i'm also proud because i was my character has been in two plays. One, why we celebrate women, and the other, women who have uh, uh, built Baton Rouge oh, was the name of those two plays. So, and of course, I'm also, and finally, I guess I should say, <laughs> shorten it, uh, I'm proud that, that I was named uh, honorary state Louisiana representative by the uh, chamber. Okay. So you, uh, just as I said at the onset, when you look back over your life, there are a plethora of accomplishments that you are undoubtedly uh, proud of and, and glad you were able to narrow that down for us. But what advice do you have for other women? Know your gifts that you were born with and utilize them. Uh, increase your skills Learn to change your language based on the people that you are talking to. Different people have different understanding levels and they interpret what you say differently. 
and when you can change and, and come to the level wherever they are, then it's easier to get along and they understand what it is that you're trying to do or get them to do. And uh, basically strengthening your individual knowledge and your, your skills. Because it, um, if you don't, it becomes a source, source of uh, ignorance and unhappiness for you as a person. Sounds like some wise counsel to me. Uh, what message would you like to leave with our listeners? What golden nugget would you like to leave with our listeners? I think I have two. Okay. If you don't mind. Uh, Please. Yeah. One, uh, it's okay to be first. The first one to do something. It's okay uh, to be the best on whatever career path that you choose. Uh, uh, and I would also... Well, just as an aside, the first known author in literature was a woman in 23, B, the 23rd century uh, B.C., so, uh, you know, before Christ. So it's okay to be first and, and to try to be better or the best. And the second thing I would say to people is to stay away from still. S-T-I-L-L, still. Mm -hmm. People who are 50 years old still sitting on their mama's lap waiting on their <laughs> mother to do something for them. People are, who are still complaining. People who are still losing. People are who are still blaming. People who still can't make a change. People who still have excuses. Uh, and people still not taking the time to do some kind of physical activities for themselves to make them physically healthy. So stay away from still. And I like that. Don't be surprised if you don't hear that again. I'm <laughs> yeah. a, I, might, I might use that in one of my speeches real soon. Summer, you have the privilege of asking the final question. I do. But before we do that, Valerie, I know that you're doing work with AAUW. We talked about that a little bit earlier uh, and that you've been real instrumental in what's happening right now in the legislature around the Equal Rights Amendment. Can you maybe share a little bit with the listeners about the ERA, Louisiana's role in it, and why do you feel in 2019 it's something that's still relevant and needed? I think... The ERA, Equal Rights Amendment, simply says that you will not discriminate against people based on their sex. Simple as that. But some people have interpreted that to mean other things. Right now, they need one more state in the union to pass that amendment. And if Louisiana is that 38th state, it will become a part of the Constitution of the USA, which means that we will have made a change in our country as Louisianans, and also a change in the world. Because as the United States goes, so does the world. So if we can encourage our legislators to pass that amendment, become that 38th state, then you know we can be great, uh, at least I think so. And it, it um, um, passed through the uh, Senate, um, one of our, uh, uh, let's just say it just passed through the Senate. There we go. <laughs> I Sometimes less air. is more, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, less is more. We're on air. I forgot this is being recorded for a second. Uh, so it has passed through the Senate, and we need about nine more Republicans uh, to 
see what we see in that bill, and it uh, is a possibility that it could be passed by uh, our Louisiana legislatures. So if somebody was interested in learning more about the ERA, could they go to AAUW's yes, they could social go to media the, platforms to learn more? Yes, we're on Facebook and, and so forth. So yes, you can go to the AAW uh, websites or the Facebook page. Excellent. So our final question, I'm going to ask it in two parts because you alluded to the fact earlier, and I know that you are a world traveler. So before I get to the Baton Rouge specific question, if you could spend 24 hours in what city in the world other than Baton Rouge, what would it be and what would the highlights be? I would go to Paris. Paris is similar to, you know, Louisiana. They have interesting food. They have wineries. Uh, uh, it, it is a city of freedom, a, a country where people move about, and they have a variety of languages there, just as we have people touring in uh, Louisiana. Paris has a wonderful nightlight uh, life, rather. Uh, there's the Alpha Tower. There's the, you know, a, a lot of historical uh, monuments in Paris. It has survived world wars. And so Paris would be the city that, uh, in which I do go to often, uh, outside the United States that I would, would, would uh, most frequently visit. All right, excellent. So the for real final question. <laughs> if you had a guest visiting Baton Rouge for 24 hours, where would you take them and what would you do? Well, where would I take them and what would I do? Uh, it depends on the strength of character of the people that a person that is with me. Let's let's that assume that they are right character. in it with you. Right. Okay, and cold stone sober, right? Well, it's, it's your it's your it's your adventures, so you get to make the rules. Okay, because I'm a, basically a non-drinker, so you know, I'm a non-drinker. So they, your it, drinking it, friends so can come see me. Okay, that? I can take them on okay. the cocktail tour. Okay, good. So, if 24 hours in Baton Rouge, I That's could funny. take them fishing or hunting. I would take them on a tour of the city because we have wonderful museums here. We have uh, a, a culture and a history that they need to know. I would take them uh, to see our river because it is one of the largest transportation systems in North America. I would take, and so while they were watching the river, I would show them the flags that have flown over this area and the red stick because it alludes to our history and why we have this uh, mixture of people and cultures that we have that makes up Louisiana. I would also uh, take them to the capitals, the old and the new because one is Gothic style and the other one is the tallest capital in the United States. And then by the time we got through tonight, I would take them over in a swamp at the darkest point of midnight. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and to film a horror movie? No, or just, just, to, to, just to see the, the sights? The, just to see and feel and hear, not so much see because it'd be in the dark, but to see and hear the wonders of nature. 
Okay, well that sounds like a That's thrilling deep. a thrilling 24 <laughs> hours. So with it sure that, does. I'm going to turn it back over to Mayor Broom to wrap yeah, us up. I, I may have to not join that trip. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you're free to think as wild as crazy as you want to on that. So you know whatever you whatever you're going to do with our visitors, that's great. That's great. Um, and you are covering a lot of territory. I, I want to thank you, Val, for uh, joining us today. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to the We Be Our podcast, an initiative of my Women's Advancement Commission. Our show will air the first and third Wednesday of each month. We invite you to listen and subscribe to our podcast and to tell someone else about the podcast. Visit www.podcast225.com or you can listen through the Apple Podcast app. Thanks for listening to the We Be Our Podcast, Women Empowering Baton Rouge. This podcast is an initiative of Mayor Sharon Weston Broom's Women's Advancement Commission.